Hello, Dallas fans. We're coming back to you today with some football. We're going to be talking football all day. We got Pat with us today. We just solved the technical difficulties. We're ready. We're going. We're going to be talking about some college football. Of course, we're going to be starting off with some bet talk, recapping some week five, moving on to week six, talking about the big games, and let's go. Hey guys, with sports betting season in full force with football season around the corner, you need a sports book with integrity and longevity like BetUS. Use promo code DIRK41, that's all caps, at BetUS.com to receive a 125% sign-up bonus after a deposit of $50 or more. BetUS has aligns for any game you can dream of while allowing you to bet live sports across the globe. From the live casino to the horse tracks, BetUS has you covered in every front. Remember to use promo code DIRK41, all caps, at BetUS.com in order to receive your 125% sign-up bonus at the best sportsbook there is. My play of the weekend, I'm going to be taking Baylor, minus 2.5 at home against West Virginia. Um, offense looked pitiful against Oklahoma State. Um, I just attest that to not being able to run the ball. Uh, West Virginia's defense is not as stout as Oklahoma State's, and we just saw Tech handle West Virginia, who mm. got throttled by Texas. Hey, week four is in the trash can. The game, but <laughs> yeah, I like Baylor at two and a half. I think they're undervalued here. Um, so yeah, what's your play, Pat? So um, for me. I like Texas money line this weekend uh, against Oklahoma. I think both. I think these teams are trending in opposite directions. I think Texas is trending. They're trending up after that loss to Arkansas. They've looked really good. Their offense looks potent. They're finally starting the right quarterback in Casey Thompson. And I think Oklahoma. You know, Mac. One of their. That's Mac. One of Mac's fraudulent teams, and I couldn't agree more. I think that you know, you don't know what Rattler you're going to get week in week out, and the first four games, five games, he's looked rough. And, you know, I'm betting on he's probably not going to look great this weekend. And even if he does, I think Texas can handle him. And I don't know if Oklahoma could stop Texas' offense. So I like Texas' money line at plus 145. Wasn't that like a triple overtime game last year? Something crazy. Yeah, I think it might have been a four overtime. Something nuts. Yeah. I mean, it was like both kickers missed chip shots. And <laughs> it was it was a crazy game. And it's always close. So I'm kind of banking on it. It'll be close. But I like the... I like the odds you're getting with Texas as an underdog. Um, so I like them at plus 145 a lot. I like it too. Yeah, same I, I got Georgia first half uh, covering the spread. The spread being seven and a half. They're playing Auburn. Uh, we, just, we just saw them take your boys to town. I think, I think they're going to kill Auburn. Yeah. Uh, first half, eight. Eight point cover, I think it's a layup. So Georgia's I like him there. Thirty eight. Yeah. Thirty seven. Yeah, I think Bo Nix is gonna have I think Bo Nix is gonna throw six. I think he's, I think he's probably gonna be like seven for like ten for twenty five with like a hundred yards, maybe. And he's maybe. not gonna be able to do what he did 
at LSU, like scramble around and be this like Johnny Manziel type player. Like oh. Georgia's gonna shut him down. Like it's LSU is probably one of the most poor tackling programs <clears throat> in the nation. I've been saying this since he was a freshman, and we talked about some frauds, fraudulent teams last week. He's the most fraudulent quarterback in college football, besides Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler. I agree. He'll have one good game every six games, and Sports Center jumps all over it, and it's boning. He, had, I'll give him props. That throw was pretty crazy, but they're Miss tax. Yeah, like, everyone like, gets lucky one time, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I, I found a I am So on the Bonix hate train, I have been. This is year four of the Bonix hate train, and yeah, I think. I like that cover. So talking about Georgia. Uh, yeah, y'all do y'all have much to say? Pat, you were there. I was I was in attendance for the Arkansas Georgia game. Uh it was pretty depressing. I will say that atmosphere at Sanford Stadium was like nothing I've ever been a part of. That was absolutely crazy. Um I mean no disrespect to the Arkansas fans and stuff, but I mean, compared to the Arkansas-Texas game, that it didn't even compare. I mean, there was like an 11, a 12 o'clock kick there, 11 a.m. here. It was absolutely nuts. The fans showed out. I know Kirby Smart challenged them to be elite or whatever he said, um, and they were they were more than elite. They were awesome. Um, it, as you can see on the first drive, we had two back-to-back false starts. It really rattled us. I mean, we had awful field position in our first two drives. And it just – it was a complete mismatch. And I wish we showed out better, but I think Georgia is that good. I really don't think it, – it doesn't – I don't think it means Arkansas is a bad team. I think it really is how good Georgia is. I agree. Uh, and Mac, Mac had a bold uh, – I, I would just like to address this. Mac predicted Arkansas went in 17-11. to 11. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. I predicted we beat Texas. We beat Texas. You know, not a lot of people. Uh, are so it was kind of a kind of a lucky shirt. I picked, type thing. I picked A&M us to beat A&M by two scores. We won by two scores. That's a 15, 15 and a half point difference of what the spread was. So I had to, from the bottom of my heart, um, I, I even said then, you know, like I'm going to have to pick them. Not going to just ride the dog. But crazy thing. Um, Georgia had 20 less thousand people in attendance compared to Penn State. But the decibel level was six levels higher um which is insane um just totally outclassed there's two teams in college football and then there's everyone else and there's difference and bama and, and georgia and cincy <laughs> cincy yeah i i agree i think georgia and alabama are their own level i think everyone everyone can see that um it's hard. It's hard. I mean, you're gonna when you can run the ball all day and only throw it eleven times and just move it at your own will. Like, it, you're not gonna be a team that can do that, you know. And Arkansas is like I just pointed out, their penalties were a huge issue. Hundred one yards of penalties. I mean, you're not gonna do that against the number two team in the country on the road. Uh, it's just not a recipe for success. Um, I think this weekend against Ole Miss for Arkansas, which we'll touch on a little bit later, is gonna be a real like kind of measure each stick to see what this Arkansas team is all about. Because if they can go into Oxford and get a win, I think everything was right in front of them for a great season. I don't think anyone thought Arkansas was going to go undefeated and make the college football playoff. But, I mean, there's still this potential for a great season for Arkansas. So I think, honestly, as big as the game was, 
in Athens, the media attention, college game day. I think this weekend's going to be a huge uh, measure stick for Arkansas. So I think all in all, like props to Georgia. You know, they they showed out. You know, they looked Arkansas, they made Arkansas look a little bit embarrassing. But we'll see. We'll see from here on out what Arkansas can do. Yeah, and you know, Ole Miss Arkansas. That's a top five. SEC matchup right there. I think Florida you'll throw in there. And Vandy, maybe, but uh <laughs> no, yeah, it was yeah, just kind of what you said. Domination. Uh Georgia's looking good. Yeah, I will they, say one thing. Those Georgia fans were like for one of the nice some of the nicest people I run into, really. Like they <laughs> like I didn't really catch any slack from any of the fans. Granted it was thirty seven nothing, so I don't really I think if it was a closer game and they won on like a crazy player, obviously if we'd beaten them they'd probably be, you know, saying some things. But I mean ev- I, we were treated so nicely there and Athens was an awesome town. Like I really I mean all in all an A plus trip. Like fans were awesome. So I'd have nothing but positive things to say about Georgia. <clears throat> I'm jealous. We'll make the trip next year. Hundred <laughs> percent. Hey maybe maybe they 20, play in favor. Twenty thirty one. Yep. I was coming to Lubbock. <laughs> yeah, get, get ready, Jake. Oh, uh, okay. I'll give you Wait. I'll give you ten years of prep now, son. <laughs> I've me. been we've been scouting this middle school kid that's gonna be our starter. What a middle a middle school kid's not even a starter though. Like he's graduated, right? You're thirteen, fourteen in middle school, ten years, yeah, yeah. Unless you're six years. Twelve. No, sixth grader. That'll be sixteenth grade. That's your senior year. And if so, they yeah. can hold him back. I mean, and you yeah. have a starter that stays hey, for senior year. Your red Man. shirt, you got seven <laughs> COVID super, super year, okay, you know. <laughs> so, moving to the third best team in the country, my my Bearcats, man. That is I, – I, I think your Bearcats are good, but there's no way <laughs> that they're the third best team in the country. And I will – I could name a good amount of teams that are better than them. I didn't know you actually believed that. <laughs> But they're gonna make the playoff. No, they're, they're not. Gonna, who are they gonna lose to? Georgia. It doesn't matter who they lose they to. Georgia. They're gonna in take, the playoff. They're gonna take teams over Cincinnati in the playoff. They're you not gonna lose, and they're already five. Let's check the schedule. Out Iowa, Penn State. I'm one of them's you. gonna lose this weekend. Yeah, if Iowa wins. Penn State plays. If Ohio Iowa State, wins, Michigan Iowa State. goes undefeated until. Ohio State and Ohio State beats them in the Big Ten championship oh, game. Yeah. Both of those will get in, and two SEC teams will get in. I don't know about Ohio you. State. Cause I don't know. What is, their, what is their resume? Cincinnati's. It's, it's not going to be – I'm not – they're they're not going to – okay. Like, like, I'm just saying, like, realistically thinking, like, you could have a Penn State team with Yeah, well, Notre Dame's made the playoff every year. When they're undefeated, and they also play Power 5 teams every weekend. Since he doesn't, and they also play ranked teams. Since he doesn't, since he plays one yeah, ranked, they're not going to drop in ranking though if oh. they win. My, my only thing, I guess, would be: Does the committee feel kind of like pressed to be like, okay, every year we're not letting in a group of five teams? Since he kind of, I personally, Jake, I think I'm on I'm on Max side here because I think I I think you know since he's they've you know they bolstered the schedule a little bit. They play you know an Indiana team that was obviously a lot better last year than they are this year and they beat granted I think I think even though Notre Dame is I think you know, they are they are kind of fraudulent this year. They did go on the road and beat them, which is which is a big win and they were top ten at the time. 
But I think, with Mac's point, you're going to have a lot of other teams that are going to be, yeah, one-loss teams, but their strength schedule is going to be a lot stronger. My only thing is the committee might feel bad and think, okay, you know, we've never led in a group of five. This would be the year maybe if they're undefeated and they played a couple of big, bigger games. No, I don't know. That was my only this, thing. They were down in the first half to Indiana and won by two touchdowns. You know what Iowa did to Indiana? <laughs> 34-6. You know what Penn State did to Indiana? I'm not saying 20, they're the third best team. I know, but I'm saying when you I look just think around, they're going to they're going to get the nod from the committee. They almost beat Georgia last year. But they beat Notre game. Dame. This bowl year. games don't mean anything, especially and when I, Georgia City. I think that gets looked play. at as this team as they're relevant. They've won their games, and we're going to give them the nod. Let's put this I out there. Let's, do you let do you let an, an undefeated Cincinnati or a one loss Big Twelve champion in Texas? One loss. One loss. Absolutely, all day. It's a it's it's a one loss in a power five team who's played multiple ranked games. Notre Texas. Dame might not be ranked at the end of the year. Notre Dame still got to go to VTech this weekend, and honestly, Notre Dame could lose. Like in Virginia Tech, they play people well at home. It's a night game, Saturday night, six thirty. The spread's one for a reason. Notre Dame is also going to have to play USC, North Carolina, at Stanford. We just saw Stanford knock off Oregon. I just don't think Notre Dame's good, and I don't think Cincy's strength of schedule is going to be looked at as good. And I think when teams beat um, their ranked teams towards the end of the schedule, that Cincy's going to get overlooked. But that's just my yeah. pick. You also might have an undefeated Oklahoma there at the end as well. Yeah. It's kind of like it doesn't you, matter how much they want. It's like Georgia, Bama, undefeated Oklahoma. Do you give the nod to Oklahoma who? Gets their spread covered every week by unranked teams. Yes. Are they undefeated at the end of the year? They're undefeated, absolutely. They played way tougher of a schedule. And and there's just no debate on the schedule. Like, you go through Iowa State, you go through Baylor, you go through Texas, you go through West Virginia, uh, Oklahoma State, teams that are in the top 25. And since he plays Notre Dame, who might not be in the top 25, and SMU. Like, that's the only teams they play. That will no Iowa no State's ranked already a two-loss team, but they were also the ninth-ranked team coming into the season. They lost to a really okay. good Iowa team. They lost to and a really Baylor. good Iowa team, and they should have beaten Baylor. Baylor just out won the turnover margin. Like they outgained them by like 300 yards. Baylor took. Yeah, they also beat Northern Iowa by six. Beat beat Kansas. Okay. <clears throat> beat UNLV. Okay. I did, Iowa State's just not a good team this year. I mean, not but that good. Could, but you could just say the same thing about. I'm just like, all I'm saying. I think since he gets the nod from the committee for a little diversity, that's okay. all I'm saying. We'll have we'll have, we'll definitely have a talk down the road. And yeah, we'll see. I, so, I think you know to start though was a, I think it was a, a, a nice win for since they had they obviously had to win they had to win this past weekend yeah. to at least you know keep their, their hopes alive in the playoff. They knew that everyone knew that, um, and I think I think right now you could say it was a statement win. Um, we'll see down the road. Uh, you know, I think when they're, they're, when they're the one seed, don't, <laughs> don't come crying. Hey, but last thing I want to say, you brought up how Iowa State beat Northern Iowa by six, right? And how they're not a good team. Did Notre Dame not beat Toledo at home by two? Like, it's the same thing I mean, you're saying OU, about Iowa State. There's I just know. not a good third team. Iowa is the third best team in my eyes. There's not a good third team this year. Everyone's lost or has had close games, except Iowa, really. Penn State. 
Um, yeah, one of them's losing. They play each other. Yeah, but you can look up and down that list. I don't know. And say I just, Iowa. I just, Whoever wins say, that game is going to be You talk three. about Iowa State and you compare scores on teams that they didn't beat well, you can't not understand that for other teams in the same vicinity. Like you say, yeah, Iowa State I mean, I'm saying Oklahoma, six. too. They beat K-State by six, know, West Virginia I mean, like by three, and Nebraska gotta, by a touchdown. Okay, but I'm just saying, if you're going to say that, you also have to recognize that since he's best win, the entire season is going to be a Notre Dame team who beat Toledo by two at home, barely beat Purdue, went to OT with Florida State that has lost to an <laughs> FCS school. So I'm just saying, if you're going to talk about those teams and tight games, even though they might have won, you have to look at other teams and accept that that's going to be the reality, too, if you're going to compare. But yeah, that's all I'm but, saying. But, yeah. yeah. All right, all right. Move and on. I think I think Cincy I think Cincy has put themselves in a good position so far, um, so we'll see we'll see what happens with them. I don't think they'll lose another game this year, but watch out for SMU. I will say they're they're pretty good this year. And Mordecai, Mordecai the transfer from OU could he could put he could throw the ball, he could sling it. So we'll see we'll see what happens with Cincy and what happens down the road. You have me on tape right now. If Cincy loses, I'll take it all back. Okay, but, I like it. Right. I like the confidence, Jake. You've read yeah. you've read them so far this year and. We'll see what they've, they've, they've won me some money. Yep, absolutely. Almost, almost Bama. Uh, Pete, I think we don't have to argue about uh, Alabama being in the playoff. I think that's pretty secure. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'd say so. <laughs> so you know, Bama, Bama being Bama, uh, keeping their one seed with this game, essentially solidifying themselves as one of the two. Bryce Young killing it. Uh, they Matt Corral wasn't special. You know, it was kind of a measuring stick for his Heisman as well. Don't know if he – I think Young is now the outstanding favorite. Uh, yeah, what he – 42-21 covered, Alabama covered. Yeah. Ole Miss scored at the end. Score wasn't 42-21. Um, get your popcorn ready. Did not turn out good. You can't you can't say get your popcorn out, um, then go out there and lay that type of dud. It just shows Bama and Georgia in their own category. Um, wasn't too impressed. I don't know. It's yeah, just, I agree. I it was I thought it was kind of funny. Like the George, you watch Georgia at the 11 a.m. slot, and you're like, holy cow, this is the best team in the country. And it's almost like Bama was like watching in the locker room, and like they come out and just put the. the the stomping on Ole Miss and you're like, okay, now this is the number one team in the country. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's almost like, cause also when I was thinking watching the, obviously being a person, I'm biased and I'm seeing Georgia and I'm like, dude, Georgia's the number one team in the country. This is ridiculous. And then you watch Bama and you're like, no, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. I mean, no discredit to Georgia, but you're like, but it's like they, these, both these teams just kind of took three steps forward and proven like, like we just said, like they're the best two teams in the country. Um, you know, I I wish there was a little more. Like, I wish we had another third or fourteen that you could possibly give them a fight. And we'll see. I mean, who knows? But right Bama now, it's cats. looking like it's looking like Bama and Georgia are on a wrecking crew for definitely the SEC championship and probably a a second uh, rematch in the championship game or something like that. Definitely, twenty seventeen part two. Big That's what Ten it's looking like. might get two good people in. <laughs> Last thing I wanted to say. Big, Big Ten's, Ten's good. There's there's three teams in the country that have not trailed the taking a snap trailing Michigan, Bama, Georgia, like Michigan, Michigan state, Penn state, Iowa are all undefeated. And then you have Ohio state that's ranked higher than most of them. 
Like it's just a it's crazy hard. Approach. It's hard to believe in Michigan for me come playoff time. You know, oh, I'm and, not and they might make time, it, but you know, I mean, they're, they get they're the top ten. They get two games. They have to win two games. You got to yeah. beat. You got to beat Penn State. You got to beat um, Ohio Auburn. State, and I guess Michigan State too. But if you win those three games, you're in. Like there's no debate. I don't. If you lose in the conference championship, you still go in. I Michigan think. State's making a little noise too. That the, the running back's the leading rusher in the nation right now. I forget his name, but I think they're. Did I read 11 seed? They're yeah, they're like Michigan State's. I think they're number right outside the yeah, right outside the top yeah. ten. And then oh. Michigan's nine, like you just said, they're in the top ten. Yeah, uh, Big I'm Ten. Some might beat up strong. on each other, but it it it's. I mean, you could argue that it just depends on where it's going. You know, yeah. like they, um, Kentucky, Florida. Boom. Um, Kentucky dropping you, the hammer. Holding holding Florida to 13, too. Yeah, took a kickback for a touchdown. Kentucky Deeper. defense confirmed better than Alabama defense. <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought Kentucky played really well. I enjoyed watching the game. It was a fun game to watch. Florida looked sloppy all over on both sides of the ball. Um, yeah, just Kentucky handled business. They're 5-0. and Um they got a test this week against LSU. I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, yeah, Georgia's the best team, but I still think that Georgia-Florida matchups is going to be really good. Just because yeah. we saw the way Florida played in the swamp against Bama. I think road games are much harder this year than people realize, especially for an inexperienced teams. A lot of these teams are inexperienced. Um not saying that Georgia's defense isn't going to play great against Florida. I'm just saying, like, we saw Florida almost beat Bama, and then Florida goes and loses to Kentucky. But we know uh, there's a vast difference between Kentucky and Bama. So uh, yeah. it's kind of uncomparable. But I think there's going to be some good games um, in the SEC in the East. Getting yeah. a little bit more competitive in the 2-4 to four area. Maybe not number one, but at least at 2-4 to four is going to be a lot more competitive. Yeah, it was weird looking at, like, the stat sheet for this game. So you look at everything, obviously – Kentucky returned that kick, but you look at everything else, like Florida dominated them with yards and first downs and stuff, but penalties killed Florida in the end. I think they want to, I want to say they had a hundred yards of penalties as well. Um, so it was, it was definitely, you know, a huge win for Kentucky. As you can see, they stormed the field. So obviously everyone knew it was a big win. So we'll see what they can do the rest of the year. Yes. So that was some of the big games week five. Uh, I want to get to some losers and winners of the week. We're going to start doing this. Um, my biggest loser, Pac-12. Pac-12 just blew whatever hopes, which they're st- they still could get in the college football playoffs. But when you look at it, um, Oregon just lost to Stanford, um, which was pitiful. Um, so my losers are the Pac-12 in general, but more specifically, Oregon, UCLA, Fresno State, and Texas A&M. Um, UCLA got beat. Um, Arizona twice. State. Yeah, yeah, Arizona State, but they also lost to, they beat Hawaii like forty-one to seven, but lost to Fresno State. Fresno State, also a loser, went to Honolulu, couldn't handle business. Um, Rainbow <laughs> Warriors cover in Honolulu, fact. Um, <laughs> Hop on the trade, baby. Rainbow <laughs> Warriors are here. That's but like that's your Cincy, Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, it's Honolulu or Ho- the Rainbow Warriors on the road. Don't touch. Don't touch. Don't touch. <laughs> well, they're on the island, though. When they come to the island, it's a different it's, game. It's, the time yeah. zone throws people off. 
I'm I'm obsessed with betting Hawaii. They won the game. They were plus 14 and a half. Like it was just they played with a backup quarterback and still won. Like and Oregon beat Fresno by seven points. It's just not a good look for the Pac-12. Um, A&M lost to Mississippi State, one of the bottom tier SEC West teams. Granted, the SEC West is stacked, but they're not going to be good until they get Haynes King back. Like A&M was my fraud team. Zach Calzada sucks balls. Like <laughs> he's awesome, dude. He's dude one of the worst SEC quarterbacks, if not the worst that I've Except ever met. Bo Nix. I would take <laughs> Bo Nix t- ten days out of ten over oh. I Zach Calzada. Mike Leach, Never. man. Mike Leach, you knew that was just going to be an iffy game for for A and M. Like Mike Leach is always going to have you know his team ready for like a little upset win. So that was shocking. And then Oregon just laying an egg against Stanford. I mean, I know that there was like a point zero one chance that Stanford was going to win that game when they had the ball with like a minute 20 left and it was like third and whatever. So that was, yeah, that was really disheartening for Oregon as well. So yeah, these teams are big time losers of week five. Um, and we'll, we'll see what happens from here on out. Yeah. Um, I got a some winners. Winners. I got Michigan five and oh, talked about them. Haven't trailed for a single snap. Passing game looked good against Wisconsin, um, which was their issue. They can run all over you. Their defense is elite. It's not maybe Georgia elite, but it's right there with Iowa. It's an elite defense. Um, then another winner, uh, Drew Hartman and Wake Forest. You remember Drew Hartman from QB1, I think season three, went to a small school. He's got Wake Forest at 5-0 and in control of the ACC right Out now. of nowhere. So, Out of absolutely nowhere. They got some good games, uh, NC State. Um, North Carolina, uh, Clemson, but like Clemson sucks. So, um, oh, Clemson almost lost at home. Clemson should have lost at home to Boston College with their backup quarterback. So Justin almost had. That. Justin almost called that one. He yeah, almost called that, one. that would have been huge. I, I would <laughs> like to add an honorary winner in my Texas Tech Red Raiders. We we were That's... up 17-0 on West Virginia, and they made it uh, 20 to 20. <laughs> But we 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 pulled the win out. It's all that's all that matters. You know, that's the only thing they count are wins and losses. It, that's what I'm saying. And missing our starting quarterback, best receiver, two of our starting DBs, our starting center, and our starting running back. So that's why I think this was a good win. What tech uh, in the playoff? I mean, my I'm, what a W. Can the I? Tech, the fact that we're not top ten is kind of <laughs> disgraceful to college football. Can I? Can I add something about the uh, a loser? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Baylor um, lost to Oklahoma State, could not move the ball. Um, but I will say they were missing their best player. And when Baylor is missing, the middle linebacker, Terrell Bernard, number two, who one of the best linebackers, in my opinion, in the country, at least in college, it won't translate to the pros because he doesn't have the size, but he has the speed. But when you're missing your Mike backer and you play one backer in the middle and you're missing him, it's very hard to replace he got taken out of the Iowa State game, didn't play the second half. That's when Iowa State made a comeback. Baylor was up 21. Iowa State almost won. Didn't realize he was out because there's no injury news about Baylor for some reason online. <laughs> so, but he was out. Uh, what about game. U.S.? They didn't even have it. And <laughs> then I don't know. I don't have to tell you. There's <laughs> no one. bounce back, though. That's a tough yeah. one to say. That's a tough road game. Uh, was that I the mean, first road game of the year? Or, I mean, yeah. Texas State, obviously. Yeah, it's a, it's their first road game of the year, so like, I just think there's going to be some chaos in the Big Twelve. Um, so it'll be exciting. Speaking of the Big Twelve, let's jump into Week Six. Um, first game on the ballot, 
Uh, we got college game day, OU Texas. Uh, we kind of touched on OU Texas here in Bet Talk. I think we are more believers in Texas as a group than OU. Uh, this game's always a toss up. OU right now is minus three and a half. And if you had money, I'd say take Texas spread because you take the plus money in this game whenever you can get it. And I think one team's trending up and one team's trending down. Um, like Pat said, Texas finally has their quarterback. Um, and it's just a stud running back. I mean, uh, B. John Robinson, it just shows Arkansas like how, how they held him to under 100 yards, how impressive that was. I mean, he's a stud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Texas did just squeak one out against TCU, but I don't think that means too much from what we've seen from the seems, Big 12. It, and oh, he's also not it, very stellar. I think it was closer than it looked. TCU made a comeback at the end of the game, um, made it a little bit closer, but Texas was up three scores. Um, TCU yeah, but it, it makes the, you wonder, would OU be capable of something like that, making it a close game? Uh, yeah, I just... I, I like Texas in this one too, but I it's gonna just, be a toss up. I don't even of. know what to expect. I I think one team could win by thirty, or it could be like fourteen to fourteen. Right. Yeah, it's I, always like that. I think I'm a little bit more of a believer in Texas because Hudson Card was not the answer, and Casey Thomas they drove two times and scored. Like granted, one was last second and Arkansas almost made a goal line stand <laughs> like fourth down with like 50 seconds left. They scored twice with Casey Thompson scored once through three and a half quarters with Hudson card. So I think there's a difference in his running ability, which is more dynamic for Bijan Robinson. And you don't have to just sell on it. It makes the defense um, worry about like a quarterback. If you're going to do like a read option with Hudson card, you, your sole focus is Bijan Robinson. Now you kind of have to focus on both. And, um, we just saw K-State put up 31 on Oklahoma's defense. I'm, I'm not – Oklahoma's defense isn't too scary. Um, and you could say the same thing about, like, Oklahoma not finishing games too um, with Texas, but I think just Texas finishes games better. Like, Tech didn't have a shot in that game. You know, every game Oklahoma's been in, the other teams had a shot, besides Western Carolina State, which is a like community college. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Now moving on to another great 11 a.m. kickoff. We've got the Hogs and the Rebels, Arkansas versus Ole Miss. Ole Miss opened up as a six-point favorite. Um, I, I mean, I guess I can see it maybe because they're at home, laying three with the home team. But uh, I like our. I personally think I like Arkansas with the six points. A little biased, of course, but I think they're going to bounce back. I think Ole Miss will bounce back as well. But Ole Miss has got to. A subpar run defense, so that's what Arkansas likes to do. So I don't know what y'all feel about that. I like the six points with Arkansas. Yeah, you. My only, my my thing. I like y'all too, and I like y'all because you're coming off the road game at Georgia, and you're coming. You're now going to Ole Miss. I think you kind of learned, you know, a little more about your team, your strengths, your weaknesses, especially playing away. And I like y'all covering for sure. I like y'all winning. I like I like I like us at ten and a half, like buying up and putting us in a lay, maybe a teaser line. Like I said, ten and a half, or I like the money line. I don't really like the minus six uh, or plus six for the Hogs. I think it. I would like to get it up, maybe at least seven and a half. But I do think there's a good shot they could win the game. Um, It just depends, you know. Like this is a real measuring stick game for both teams. We've seen. 
Ole Miss be successful against subpar teams. Um, they haven't really played anybody. Like just being honest, because I don't think you look at Tulane the same way anymore. Um, the way they played Oklahoma, I just think Oklahoma plays it down to the level of their competition in every game, or they play up to it. Um, but yeah, Tulane I think should be a top ten team. Hogs, Hogs will have a chance. Um, Matt Crowell threw six picks last time. They faced the Hogs. And now the thing is, with the six picks, they almost won the game, but Arkansas was a very much different team. Yeah. And if Ole Miss is going to try to run three three linemen like they seem to always do, you will not get pressure. I think the offensive line has a massive bounce-back game for Arkansas because that's one of our strengths. It's our offensive line, and we just played an NFL-talented defense um, that has NFL talent at every position. And Arkansas has very, very good college talent and maybe a guy who's going to be on the training camp roster – might make a roster eventually, but it's not great NFL talent. Yeah, and one thing I'll say that I, I'm really interested to see is Arkansas has the second-ranked passing defense in the country, but I think it's a little skewed. Georgia only threw it 11 times last week. Georgia Southern is a option, run-first team, and when they throw it, they're they're not going to be successful. You saw that. So I think it's – I mean, I, I do think the Arkansas pass defense is good, but I, obviously I think the numbers are a little skewed so far. And obviously Ole Miss wants to pass it with Matt Corral. So I'm really curious to see what, what what's going to bend for – like what's going to break first there. Uh, I think if Arkansas can keep Corral to control the passing game, I think it's their game to win. Yeah, I think a, Definitely. I think a big part of this game is how does Arkansas run the – if Arkansas can run the ball successfully, that's step one for the Arkansas to win. And step two, I'm not as worried about the passing game. I think if you can make Ole Miss one-dimensional and you can stop the run because they love to do the RPOs. They love to get the running back going um, and they also have the pass game. Um, but if you can stop the run, it makes them one-dimensional like Arkansas did last year and Matt Crow threw six picks because he's just having to throw the ball 50, 60 times now. So I think that's a big step. If you stop the run game, um, I'd like to see a team beat us through the air. 50, like th- drop back 50, 60 times and throw it because I Same. have a little more faith. Uh, but if Ole Miss is successful running the ball, um, it's going to be a tough game for the defense just because they have both passing, running options. So, yeah, it'll yeah. be a good measuring stick for both teams to see who's maybe that second or third team in the West. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah primetime SEC matchup. Uh, another primetime SEC matchup. Georgia-Auburn. Uh, I think it'll be a spanking. I think Auburn's going to get knocked down the totem pole a little, maybe a little morale kicker this game. I, think I, the- I like Georgia's spread. I love it. It's 14 and a half. We saw what they just did to Arkansas with their defense. And granted, there were a lot of penalties that set y'all back. But holding a, at the time, ranked eight. eight. Yeah, eight. Team to zero is something that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's just crazy. I don't. I'm not saying they're going to hold Auburn to zero, but I don't think Auburn's going to score more than ten. Auburn I almost think. lost to Georgia Southern two weeks ago. Like I don't get yeah. all this love from Auburn. They beat it's every Auburn. year. It's Who's just Bonix. Yeah, it's yeah. Bonix bogus hype. But if you look and stats don't tell the whole story. I know, I know. But if you look at Bonix's stats every year, it is identical. There is no improvement at all. And he's, I don't want to go on a rant here, but I have <laughs> no, to please, hear it please. every year. Every four weeks, I get the Bo Nix highlight from Sports Center where he's 15 for 
29 throwing with just under 200 yards, two picks, two touchdowns, and I just don't get it. I don't. He is one of the worst quarterbacks in the SEC, I think. Truly. He is not. I don't know. I, I love Georgia in this game. I think they're going to kill. I agree. It's just LSU's overranked ever since they won the NCAA championship. They just don't have the talent. Their defense is not good. Um, you, I mean, you're talking to a they get all this hype. They barely beat Georgia Southern at home. Score like a minute left in the game to beat Georgia or Georgia State, not Georgia Southern. At home though, that same LSU team got ran all over against LSU. I mean, that LSU team is still playing with a backup quarterback. They don't get pressure that much. Um, and Bo Nix was able just to run around in the pocket. It's going to be a completely different game. Georgia can rush three, get to Bo Nix, drop eight. Like it's. It's a night and day difference between what's going to happen against LSU. So, so next was 23 for 44 in that game. Yeah. Like 255. It wasn't, it wasn't even an impressive game. It just made some pretty good plays because LSU missed tackles. So, yeah. You want to talk about good, good completion percentage? Go look at Bryce Young completing 77% of his passes and then Bo Nix barely compete, completing 50. Like, that's, Bo Nix completed yeah. less than 50% of his passes against Georgia State. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he got benched, and that's why T.J. Finley was in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I could go on and on, but we'll move on to the final game. The battle for the three-seat. Uh, Penn State, Iowa. You know, one of these teams will win, and one team will lose. Uh, I'm leaning Iowa. I like them. I think Penn State's – I don't think they're f- a fluke team. I just don't know if they're there. Uh, if – I also got a little Hawkeye in me. My sister game. went there, so I'm leaning Iowa. If Iowa wins this game, they'll be in the Big 12 championship. They don't play a single ranked team for the rest of the Big year. Ten. Or Big 10. They'll be in the Big 10 championship game. They don't play a single ranked champ or another team. And even if Iowa loses that Big 10 championship team to Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, very good chance they could be in the playoffs. It, I mean, it really depends on like what other teams do that they beat them. If Penn State runs the table besides Iowa, you're yeah. looking at a – rematch in the Big Ten championship game, which is very possible. I think Iowa handles business. They're at home. Their defense is incredible. Um, haven't seen enough from in the passing game from Clifford. Um, he threw like 19 picks last year. He's been taking care of the ball more, but he also hasn't faced a defense like this. Um, and this is a huge road test, too. This is the biggest road test they've had. Got Indiana at home got uh auburn at home so i think this is a first road test for penn state and i think they look a little bit more um beatable against yeah I'm, I'm, I'm with both of y'all I, I like iowa i think being at home will really help i think you've kind of seen it last week and in the weeks before the season that being a home team really helps the, you know the covid year with teams not dealing with crowds you know, going on the road's a lot tougher this year um iowa like you said mac has an incredible defense and they haven't shown me anything to say that they're not going to show up and you know their offense puts up points too i mean you know it's typical you want to talk about a big team big 10 team like running the football low scoring great defense but iowa could put points up on on the board so i think i think they should handle business against penn state i think they should easily cover one and a half uh but that's going to be a really good game to watch yeah iowa also coming off fantastic win like probably the biggest spread beat i've ever seen in a game I think there were some reason they were minus three or three and a half against Maryland. Yeah. yeah end up beating them by 37. Uh, pick off to his little brother six times. 
just domination coming off a great road win coming home i like him a lot yeah it'll be a good game for sure um exciting weekend of football um definitely change the landscape uh fun fact there's been 18 ranked teams that have lost to unranked teams this year wow. and so Mac, what's this year looking like what year is this kind of looking like 2007 2007 year which is be a fun ride. yeah it's gonna be an interesting ride um it's just gonna be interesting to see how other teams like uh, what a win then looks like compared to a win um at the end of the season um with certain teams because that iowa went against indiana indiana was a 17th ranked team and now they're 500 so it's just interesting um games matter even if we don't talk about them games will matter when it comes down to the college football playoffs um like how Auburn looks for the rest of the season will affect Penn State. If Auburn loses, goes like 500, mm. a little above 500, when's not going to look that great for Penn State, um, especially at home. So it'll be interesting to see how teams play throughout the remainder of the year, but excited for week six. All we have to do is watch. Yep. Be excited. sure to listen to the next pod for all your Cowboys talk. Yeah. So starting a little Cowboys talk, moving on to NFL. Cowboys coming off a great win. Uh, scoreboard didn't tell it all. They dominated the game. Uh, Panthers kind of scored late. A uh, little awkwardness to the scoreboard, but they won 36-28, dominated the ground. At Zeke had 143 yards. Yeah, great game. Yeah, good game. Diggs had two picks. Um Kind of animal putting himself in that conversation for defensive player of the year. If he breaks the record for most interceptions in a year, I feel like it's not a for sure thing, but it's definitely up there. Um, it's a top three candidate for that. Yeah, you have to qualify. Like if you break, if Miles Garrett broke the sack record, like I mean, it like, would be it would be hands down. Yeah, it'd be no question. Dude, Miles Garrett was getting triple teamed. And was still getting sacked. He's all throughout that game. He's a specimen. He looks like he, he took off he took off his sleeves and got drug tested. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you'll see that or not, but he I don't think I've ever seen a human that looks like that. James Harrison. He's like James Harrison, but six five. No, he's James Harrison, but even more jacked and cut up. Yeah, and faster. It's more cut, faster, quicker. So I, I just, I think he's pretty handsome too. He's just, he's a, he's a good looking dude. He's an alpha. <laughs> he's definitely yeah. an alpha. Yeah. Yeah. So we got, watch, we got watch some the anime too. That's yeah. an alpha move. So alpha move. Yeah. No, Big no alpha. beta. No beta in his blood. Wow. No way. Anything. He, he eats steak like with his hands. <laughs> he eats raw like steak. He, he, he pays at the store and as soon as he pays for it, he oh, rips it open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, he doesn't. He eats at the grocery store. Yeah, he, just... he eats it and then takes the empty wrapper to the yeah. check pile, then pays. <laughs> Does that with like a box of cereal? <laughs> There's blood all over the aisles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Miles Garrett, Alpha, no doubt. We love some plays, and you know we love some plays on this show. We got some football, some NFL plays for the weekend. We just gave some college plays earlier in the show. I'll start it off. I like Raiders five and a half against the Bears. Bears just need to flush the season. Honestly, it's not looking good. Just 
Matt Nagy has, I think, gone back and forth six times this week on Andy Dalton's our guy. He's our starter. And then the next day, he's like, Justin Fields has earned it. He's uh, he's he's our guy. We're trying to get him to start. So I just – it's a dumpster fire. They don't know what they're doing. I think Raiders are looking to get a win coming off the Chargers L. I like Raiders five and a half. I like it. You okay. can't do that. You can't do that to a team. No. Switch yeah. quarterbacks like that. Go ahead, Mac. Um, I was gonna say I'm I'm a little bit more skeptical about the Raiders than I think most. It's just a team I don't like to bet on because I'm I don't know about my Cincinnati mm-hmm. Bearcats. I'm just skeptical about them getting the College Football Playoff. That's it. Um, and beating SMU tw- twice is gonna be tough. Just throwing that out there. Um. My plays, I've got the Bills' money line. The Chiefs are the 29th-ranked defense. Um, they give up points on 42.6% of their drives. The league average is 26.3. Uh, the <laughs> Bills' offense is insane. They drafted four pass rushers in the first three rounds of this year's past draft to get after Patrick Mahomes. Their secondary is already elite. They've got great linebackers. Um, defense looks incredibly better than last year. I think they beat the Chiefs in a shootout. I just think the Bills are the best team in the AFC, and I don't think the Chiefs are in the top two. I'd go Chargers over Chiefs. I just think they're mm. a complete team. You can have Patrick Mahomes. You can have a great offense, but if your defense can't stop anything, no offense can overcome that. They can nice. overcome a decent, a little below average defense, but cannot come, like, what's the word now? I already said it. Um, overcome one of the league's worst defense, if not the worst. And they're definitely in the bottom. I love um, it. So, yeah, I got Bills plus 120. Um, don't even take the points. It's not worth minus two and a half. Just take take the money line. And I have the Titans minus four and a half, getting A.J. Brown back, possibly Julio Jones as well, coming off a loss. Um, when a team does not cover the spread uh, the week prior and their opponent covered the spread, the team that did not cover the spread is 20 and six in the next week. So I'm going to ride that hot train in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, I think the Titans are just better than the Jaguars and they won by two touchdowns. I love it. I'm going with exactly what Max said with the bills. Um, I think they have arguably the best offense in the league. I'd put them over us and um, I'm hoping they win anyway, because I bet on, I think it'll help Josh Allen's odds at winning MVP. Cause I bet, <laughs> I've had Josh Allen plus 1,000 to win MVP before the season started. Um, and then I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to bet on tonight, I got Robert Woods over 60 and a half receiving yards at minus 145. I think uh, Sean McVay said he wanted to get him involved more after last week. And it's against Seattle, so perfect opportunity. And it's Robert Woods. I mean, they can't keep giving Cooper Cuff the ball, you know, 13, 14 targets a game. That's ridiculous. But yeah, I want to, I'm going to hammer that. I think that's a yammer. I like the Robert yeah. Woods one. Especially against the worst defense of all time. Absolutely. <laughs> I think I could go out and get like 40 yards. <laughs> so 60 now. Yeah, that's money. Oh, dude. So our boys, come. we kind of just talked about it for a minute, but coming off a great win. Uh, Panther, Panthers are a good team. You know, they're, they're solid, and they just got better picking up Stephon Gilmore. And they were missing a lot, too. J.C. Horn, for starters. A lot closer if Christian McCaffrey plays. I think it's a lot Mm -hmm. Especially because they had success on the ground at the beginning of the game. It wasn't like the Cowboys were stuffing the run 
the first couple possessions of the game. And if you have McCaffrey, maybe that leaks into a little bit of the second and third quarter and you don't know what type of game you have. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm a big Panthers guy. I said that before. So I think they're really good. I think I they're love, good too. I love their coaching staff. Um, biased a little bit. And I also think Joe Brady's a genius when it comes to offense. So yeah, it was a great, great win though. Can't complain about a great win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, some some big some big Cowboys news. We dropped Jalen Smith. <laughs> some of us are saying yes, finally. Some of us are saying damn. Oh, Jared, what are you saying? I am hammering the finally, <laughs> the finally option on that one. Moneyline finally. He he uh he. I think his like he will never be what he was in 2018, and I don't know how he was so good in 2018. Like Jake, Jake and I have talked about, like we both thought him and Leighton were going to be the future linebacker duo of the of the NFL, and he, I just don't think his body, like in his mind, he thinks he's a lot faster and and stronger than he actually is, and what is I guess his uh, knee lets him be. And I think he takes the wrong angles all the time because of that. And he's he's slower. He just can't. His IQ is horrible. Uh, any gap that we need him to fill, he doesn't fill. He gives up just about any big running play that the other team has um, since the beginning of last year. So, I yeah, I'm going to have to go finally on that one. Mac, what about you? Um. <clears throat> I think it was a necessity. Um, he didn't want to take away his injury designation for next year um, off his contract. Um, he could have stayed this season, finished with the Cowboys, and just been released in the offseason. He chose not to. Um, so I just think it's time you got to move on. You have a new defensive coordinator come in, and you have spent a lot of draft capital on a lot of young guys. You brought in guys um, like Neil. Um, you know, that kind of can fill that sub linebacker spot. So I just think it was time and, you know, it would have been nice to have some depth there, but you also don't want to keep a veteran player who's been on the team for a long time and have to bench him or have to move a guy like Neil to some other person's spot to find time for Jalen to play. So I think it was just the right move. Um, And it worked out, you know, he played three games for or four games for us and, you know, we didn't have Neil for three of those, so it just kind of worked out that he was still able to play, or I think this would have happened sooner. Yep, I'm same boat. Uh, I feel I, I feel good about the move. It's it's just awkward timing, you know, being our few games into the season, but it's what needed to happen. We've seen what Micah is, and he's only going up, and that's insane. <laughs> you know, if no, if he was, he's playing like he's a six-year veteran. And talking, you know, shit on Twitter like he's a six-year veteran too. You see him, Dude, he should be calling out Emmanuel Acho. Uh, he was close to Jalen, to my understanding, which is a little, you know, that's the bummer part of it. You don't know how the locker room's going to react, but based on everything I've seen, especially from Dak, it's just been so professional, and it just feels like such a different team than last year. Everyone's all in for each other. Uh, I. You know, maybe this kind of shook the week up, but I think coming Sunday, they're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be a better team without him. You know, we, like, 
Max saying we got Curse, Neil, even Jabril Cox. I'm excited to see what Dan Quinn can do with a little more mobile guys. Uh, and from your starting middle linebacker, he just was not getting the job done. Yeah, that and no way. you also have to look at the Cowboys as a whole. You can't just look at this season. Like, this is Leighton Vander last year on the Cowboys. They didn't pick up the fifth, fifth option. They can obviously re-sign him. But you take away Jalen, it opens up so many more time for other guys to play. Maybe you find a backer in Jabril Cox that you don't have to go pay Vander another contract you know maybe you find that guy and it just opens up more playing time to see if you can fill that need and then you can look at other areas on the team to improve maybe getting some second more secondary help or getting some d-line help instead of having to pay another middle linebacker because what are the guys already on your roster so i think it's just a good move for the future um and a good move for now definitely yeah great guy no no hate to the person he is he's a great person. no no he's he's a good dude i feel like Football, but a football decision. It's yeah, a business. But you have Packers, Packers fans acting like they just got a superstar and uh, let him yeah. play about two games, and they're going to be changing, changing their mind. He's going to make. A, he's going to get. A, I just know it. He's going to get a pick or a recover yeah. a fumble or it's going to make posted a diving everywhere. tackle. Yeah, he's going to be in the right place at the right time. And it was nothing to do with his skill set. It was. No. It's literally going to be lucky. Like someone's gonna tip a ball and it's gonna be like <laughs> fall into his. It's gonna get like wedged in his helmet. It's gonna be like, oh, <laughs> like he catches it without even meaning to. And Absolutely, his teammates carry him to the end zone. And it's a Jalen it Smith pick six. Drives me crazy because you know Greeny and you know the guys on ESPN. I can't remember the other guy's name. I think it's Dom Dominique something. But they were like mad at us. Uh, they were mad at us for releasing him because they were like, he's a superstar, all this stuff, and that drives me insane. And you know what What they did? They said, oh, let's look at two years ago and last – oh, he was top five in the league in tackles. Yeah, but those he's, tackles 20 yards down the field off of plays that were his fault. After he gives it, yeah. anyway. So if you watch him, you'd understand. Yeah. Take it No way. So enough about Jalen. He's off the team. We're going to move on. Good luck to him. I I don't wish him bad, but I wish him not to be on our team. So looking forward. Week five. Good division game. Yep. Big one. Big statement game. Max a little little hater for this week. Yeah. Not not a hater. I just, there's some obvious stats here. (laughs) Daniel Jones is an elite quarterback. A, Saquon Barkley's gotten healthier and healthier and healthier and healthier. He's looked better each and every week that the season's gone on. That's just a fact. He's looking better. So that's going to be a tough task because we haven't faced an elite running back yet. You know, I, I want to see how we how the defense looks against an elite running back because Saquon's an elite running back and he looks like he's hitting his form. Another stat, Daniel Jones, 25 touchdowns, seven picks on the road, QBR of 95. Dallas is playing at home. Daniel Jones is on the road. Daniel Jones at home, 14 touchdowns, 16 picks, 76 QBR. He's a road dog. And these Giants-Cowboys games are always close. We can admit it as Cowboys fans. The Giants-Cowboys play most years just like level. Like if one team's higher, they play down to their level and vice versa. Maybe this is a different Cowboys team, which they've looked the part so far. But I do think this is going to be a tough test at home. Um, I think it's going to be... 
tougher than the Panthers were. I don't mm-hmm. think we just blow them out like we did the Panthers. The spreads at seven. It's a game I'm not touching because I'm scared Daniel Jones is an elite road quarterback. So <laughs> don't be Back scared of Jones. No, I'm with you. I just I uh, I hate that Daniel Jones gets that label of an elite road quarterback. I'm with you though. I agree on everything you just said. I just think it's going to be close. Like they're oh, always close games. They're down to the wire, and this year might be different, but they they're coming off a win. They're coming off a very hard fought win against yeah. New Orleans, who was ranked sixth in rush defense and fourth in pass defense. And the Giants put up, I think, like thirty something points on them. Twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. Twenty-seven. One in OT. Hard fought game. You know, Ed Nola, first time New Orleans has been back in like a month and a half. Home crowd, full capacity, and the Giants come in and take care of business. And Daniel Jones looked elite. At least against a great defense. Because yeah, it, it's it's it, so it Giants, pains Giants me. It's kind of sneaky too. Yeah, they're it, missing some weapons, but because they're missing weapons, Kadarius Tony, guys like that actually are getting to play and they're kind of thriving. Like I think he had six, seven catches for like eighty yards last game. Did y'all um, watch him? What? Did y'all watch him? Like the things he was doing? No. Dude, he's insane. Like his. He, I don't know. He can do a lot. James Bradbury is also an elite corner. Yeah. In. Yeah. I just think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a close game. Hard fought. I, yeah. I like the. I, I like, and I know you just gave me the Daniel Jones stats for away games, which does discourage me. But I like that this is a home game. I'd, I would rather play this game at home than away after hearing Dan, those Daniel Jones stats. <clears throat> I think I'm excited to see your defense without Jalen. Honestly, I'm excited to see who takes that spot and get Saquon does scare me. He is very elite and he could go off any week, but I trust us. I like the way we've been playing and we've been like hungry this year. We've been wanting to like kill teams and there's a there's a fire underneath the entire team which is something i haven't seen since 2016 yeah. we've put up over 35 the last two weeks i i don't think the giants are going to slow us down one bit i think our offense is so much more elite than their defense especially at home the own the i'm more questioned about our defensive side of the ball I, that's what i'm um i want to see because i want to see Diggs pick off daniel jones I want to see Micah make him fumble four times, but apparently we got the all-pro road Daniel Jones. Not an all-pro. I'm just saying (laughs) I think it's going to be a little bit closer to what what people would say about this weekend. Cowboys, Super Bowl contenders, Giants aren't. Cowboys should blow them out. I just think it's going to be a little bit closer than – what some people might think. I think that's why the spread's at seven. Yeah. Yeah. Spread is a touch. I'm with you. I I think we win, but I think it's by a field goal. Field goal, maybe a touchdown. Yeah. And it's just the rivalry. You know, our defense is our defense actually could be as legit as it looks, and Daniel Jones could revert back revert back to Daniel Jones form. Yeah. I think and we could make him turn the ball over four times. Yeah. I think if we get him Whichever way we get him rolling is how the game's going to dictate. If we can, if they don't score the first two drives, 
or like we get a pick early, get a fumble early. I think they're down the toilet. I think Daniel Jones trends in certain games. You know, last week we saw him play. He he played phenomenal. You know, he had over 400 yards. Pretty much any game you throw for 400 yards, you're playing elite. But I don't think he could do that. I just I I don't. I don't see him like killing us. I, I could see him having like 280, two touchdowns type deal, but yeah, I, I think we're going to run the ball down their throats. Also, I also trust our pass rush. Yeah, even missing, you know, D lover. Rand, Randy weak. and Micah are amazing, and and, and Osa, uh, Osa, Osa's yeah, been great. Osa and Micah lead, uh, lead all, all rookies, rookies and pressures, pressures, yeah, so by that, a good amount, yeah. I, I do agree with you all. I think it'll be a close game. I don't think we're going to blow them out. But I do like us for the win. Go 4-1. and one, The Dallas Cowboys. For the first time in... while. Wow. Actually have fun watching watching us. Have we, have we done that in the 2010s? We did it in 2016. We started... I think we started, what? I want to say 10-1. and one. I could be wrong. Don't fact check me on that. <laughs> I'm gonna fact check you. No, please don't. Just while we're talking about it. <laughs> we, I know, I know, we went what thirteen and three that season. Yeah. You definitely probably at least start four and one. We Which have you, to. Yeah, you we pretty should. much have to. You Who don't do just wrap off. You just don't go nine and one to finish the year. Let's see: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and one. Jared, eleven. Wow, I was close. I was close. Very close. And we lost the first game to the Giants. <laughs> yep, I because of, you know who that whose fault that was. Jalen Smith. No, <laughs> we just throw him under the bus. Literally <laughs> not even on the. No, he was. I don't even think he was playing that year. No, that's why. That's why we went eleven and one because he wasn't playing. <laughs> he was still recovering. You no, know who uh, lost to that year? Twice. Oh, that was that was the Odell catch, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. Odell was twice. No, 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 no. We beat them at at home, or we beat them in New York. Uh, I remember. No, we did lose to him. Lost ten. No way. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I I remember it being a close game. They had our number, and then we lost to the Eagles. Oh. We lost three divisional games. Giants were good, good that year, and. Look, it was Dak's first game that uh, that week one, and it should have been a win, but Mr. Terrence Williams. Oh, that's dropped. right. Didn't go out of bounds. He didn't have any timeouts to kick the field goal, and the time ran out. I do you remember that? So, and we had Mr. Dan Bailey back there, so it was automatic win. But that good to Will. Oh man, I remember that. I remember yelling at the TV. It's like. I feel like, yeah. So, from from what I'm hearing, we like all of us like a close win here. That's what we're leaning towards. Close win for the Cowboys. Don't don't trust the spread. I think six and a half, seven. It's lying around there. I saw six and a half on DraftKings. I think it's seven on BetUS. Yeah, it's seven on Bovada. They're trending up right now. They're getting Stephen A. has them as the second best team in the NFL. So uh, I don't know about that, but we'll Stephen see. A. I think he's putting them high so he has something to talk about whenever we do shit to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the analyst way. It's, it's I mean we're bound to have one or two bad games, of course. 
Well, until it happens. Yeah. Cuts we'll fingers until it does. Yeah. Hopefully Daniel Jones doesn't go off. Hopefully Saquon doesn't go off. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Just got to pray. Jarrett, it is always a pleasure, my friend. Oh, thank you guys for having me, always. Coming, always come pleasure talk some Cowboys. On. Always a pleasure. I enjoyed it. We are recording this Thursday for all you listeners, and this will be going up Friday. Be sure to check us out on Twitter. Check out Jared on Twitter. We'll be throwing up some plays this weekend, and we will see you next time here at All-in-One Dallas Sports.